In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. On this episode of Crown Jewels... Are Meghan and Harry plotting political aspirations? Has King Charles lost the plot? And we find out if the stars align for our royal zodiac signs. We are back with another episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush. And today we're here to discuss, I mean, there's lots of new Meghan news, lots of Harry news. And Mm -hmm. I thought it would be fun to kind of dive into the Zodiac world of the royals. I love that idea. You know, I'm a woo-woo girl for life. Same. And I'm really excited to dive in and also kind of like debate who sort of like showcases the qualities or the generalized qualities of their Zodiac and who doesn't. Because you're Virgo, right? I know. And I'm like, yeah, Harry's a Virgo? Kind of crazy. No, but I see it. I see it. We'll get into it. Yeah. Yeah. We always get ahead of ourselves. We always do. I'm just do. too excited. But um, are you doing well, Sam? I'm doing good. You know, yes. I'm, you know, I'm really in my gardener girl era. Like I'm. Gardener? Like plants? Oh, yeah. You like have I'm a garden? planning. I'm planning my garden. I've been like what? studying about like gardens. For, do you like, have months. a garden outside? Yeah, I have a yard. Oh, my gosh. You know, luxury. Seriously. Yeah. Not me. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm excited to chat about this. I feel like I made the comment before, like, this is, you know, the first time in weeks that one of us isn't sick. So that's great. Um, And I think, you know, what better way to start off than with a clean bill of health? No, seriously. (laughs) So counting our blessings. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the first time, I swear to God, since we started this podcast, one of us like isn't blowing our nose. I know. Proud of us. Thank you for bearing with us through it all. The highs yeah, and lows. We appreciate it. <laughs> Sam, do you want to start us off with some royal subjects for our royal subjects? I Of course I do. So Great. I have been sending, like, it's so funny. I send you links and mm-hmm. stuff, like, throughout the week. Like, immediately when I see them, I'm like, wait, what about this? What about this? And this one just popped up yesterday. I know. Is Meghan Markle's foundation paid Michelle Obama's press secretary $110,000. So, of course, like, my immediate thought is, like, okay, she's obviously getting ready to run for office, right? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I wonder if – I see two things at play here. Mm -hmm. She's getting ready to run for office or she's trying to, like, up her game in that sort of, like, Michelle Obama – brand space yeah space you know Mm -hmm. in like a i'm not an actress i'm not an activist but i am a public figure who advocates for change yes and i've said it before and i'll say it again like i think this is the best fucking idea she could ever do a thousand percent i agree i totally agree with you and so when i was reading this article the nonprofit foundation run by Meghan and Harry paid $109,870 to a public relations firm run by Katie McCormick Leleveld. Leleveld? Leleveld. I love that. Sounds nice. In 2021, according to tax returns obtained by The Sun, our fave. Our fave. Um, they love combing through their they tax returns. Fucking love to comb through everything. They're so. It's I mean, like, I love it for us, but also, like, it's just grip. like you I, I I am imagining them like going through their trash, you know? <laughs> no, seriously. And so um Katie worked for Michelle Obama from 2007 to 2011 and has also done public relations work for Hillary Clinton and former presidential candidate John Kerry. I love that we're like we, we're healthy now, but we still can't speak. <laughs> yeah, that will never change. I listen. I don't think she's going to run for political office, but I do think she wants to get out of this like um, socialite type of Kardashian space that I think her and Harry kind of were in after the documentary. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because it was such a reality show type style. Yes. Um, and then it was and compounded. I just started kind of, right. And I started kind of just equating them with like people like that. And not that that's bad, but like, I don't think that that's, that's not what, what they they're working towards. Right. And so it's like, we just had this sort of like domino effect of the Netflix show, then his press tour for spare, then mm-hmm. literally like, I know it's not, you know, a part of their strategy, but it, we saw it. They're like at Ellen's wedding with Chris Jenner and blah, and it's just like, mm-hmm. You get typecasted very quickly. And I feel like these two get typecasted. They had the San Vicente bungalows. Like they get typecasted quicker because people Mm -hmm. are so quick to pounce on them. Right. So I feel like this woman, I don't think she's being hired in the sense that her skill set is in politics or Mm -hmm. that the political space. But I think it's like the the PR and brand strategy, like skill set that she brings in the space of like being taken seriously while still being a public figure, that could be very, very advantageous for um, Harry and Meghan. And here's the other thing I'll say, the sun, like being the sun, of course the headline reads like Meghan Markle's foundation. Yeah. But Archwell is Harry and Meghan, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think it's agnostic to her. They're so transparent. And I, I have to tell you, like, I really think that you could be like a Katie. Me? Like, I just think, like, you would be such a good PR person. Oh, I mean, I love PR strategies I so know. much. And, like, so you could much. be getting paid $109,000 just, like, on a whim. Just to consult. Just to consult. It's, like, those are know, just my billing hours. I do have, like, a, a passion to be an Olivia Pope. Like, a crisis mm-hmm. comms fixer PR person. Mm-hmm. But, like... It's a full-time job. No, I know. <laughs> and it's a full-time job. And, like, I would also have such a hard time having, like, the energy to keep up with right? everybody's lives. And having to, like, constantly react. And I feel like the thing with, like, yeah. publicists and PR strategists, it's, like, you're not only navigating, like, the external sentiment, managing media relations, trying to get this story out there. You're also, like, managing your clients' personalities right. and behaviors and having to react to that, like, People could be loose cannons. That's why that's lot. why PR people drop celebrities. Yes. Because and why they're they like, don't you're have unmanageable. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's Fun really, facts. really wild. But I mean, I love to speculate on this stuff. And like, I cannot stress enough. I think, I hope that this person sticks, whatever mm-hmm. the intention, whether they're like a short-term consultant or they're somebody that ultimately might join Archwell. Because like, I think having a person like this in their camp is incredibly smart. They need to evolve and, like, define who they are going to be as a brand outside of talking about what the royal family did to them. Right. And I think, too, they need to start keeping people around a little bit longer. Yes. Even just to, like, show face. Right. Like, what I will say about Kim Kardashian, for example, is, like, the people that work with her that she works with stay around forever. Like, those are her day ones. She... And like I remember watching an episode of Keeping Up where Courtney kind of fires everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's and just kind of interesting. Rap. Right. And so it's kind of interesting, you know, I think that they need to have people stick around a little bit longer. I think yeah. that would kind of help their image a lot, actually. And like Kim has Tracy Romulus, who's her publicist, who's like mm-hmm. a lifelong friend. Makeup by Mario, like crying on an episode. Chris Appleton. Chris Appleton, like talking about how they she changed their lives. Like, mm-hmm. I think Megan and Harry could really benefit. And I think what's also interesting or what could be interesting is like Katie is also, especially in their respective industry, like a high profile figure. So mm-hmm. having somebody like that as the face of your PR is also to your benefit, right? Like, I because agree. she, it, it gives you clout in a way. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. I really, really, really... We'll be keeping our eyes peeled. We'll be keeping up. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be keeping up. Okay, let's get into King Charles because you sent me, speaking of how we text each other, you sent me um, the image of his new portrait, his first portrait as king. Mm -hmm. And first of all, before we get into the cost... The first thing I said was his hands were in his pockets. Oh, yeah. His hands were in his pockets. And Ryan Bailey, so bad it's good, pointed it out to me. Oh, my God. The hot dog fingers 
that Charles, I had never noticed. I, how have you never noticed? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely it's giving like gout? something. Like, <laughs> it's giving, it's giving like yellow fever. It's, I don't know. It's very, you know. <sighs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And as someone who has fat fingers. Same. Like chubby bunnies. Had, Oh, girl, I got my hands like I got my like ring fingers like measured because I never knew like, no, it's not that, oh. like that. I just need I just wanted to know because I, I side note, I want to like really start elevating my look and like start wearing jewelry. It's like this whole mission that okay. I'm on right now. But anyway, right. um, fat ass fingers like I hear girls talk about like four and a half, five and a half. Or the girls like, that are like what world I'm in my eight. ring fell off my hand. I'm like, could never be me. Could, could never, never be, be me. me. And could never be that Charles. Shit swells around the ring. So, you know? Swells. I so thought Charles, I, like, I we want to give for a dainty, like, five and a half. <laughs> I'm a fucking eight. I'm laughing because I think about this all of the time. And sometimes when I get cold, my fingers will get oh. really, like, skinny. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I know. I'm like, ooh, she's skinny. So, Charles, we get it. We're right we there you. with you. Our hands are in our pockets, too. But yeah. Here's the thing. This I'm portrait the photo right now. cost taxpayers eight million pounds. Yeah. And so again, in this world where the macroeconomic environment is crumbling, especially in the UK, now they're being accused of losing the plot, the politicians, because mm-hmm. they are being accused of losing the plot because they set aside that eight million pounds. Um to offer a free portrait for King Charles. <laughs> and Oliver Dowden, who is the cabinet officer minister, said it was part of plans to celebrate the new reign and bring the nation together. Mm-hmm. And so he says, quote, we have entered a new reign in our history. Now as we unite in preparing for the splendor of the king's coronation, these new portraits will serve as a visible reminder in buildings up and down the country of the nation's ultimate public servant. And I just have one thing to say. Yeah. Again, PR cap on. If you want to bring the nation together, mm-hmm. give them money. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> Take that $8 million want. and give this it to the This is such, Lex, this is such an old school mentality. Like, these are not people that are in 2023. These are people no. that are in, like, the Great Fucking Depression. Mm-hmm. Like, that they're in King Eli- they're in King Elizabeth. <laughs> Honestly, that could be her name, King Elizabeth. Seriously. Because she was the fucking baddie. But Queen Elizabeth, that was kind of that worked for her. That was a different era. Like yes. it was a different time. People looked to her to be this like steady figure, to be, you know, someone that was consistent and stable and like that's what they wanted. And like they felt that they could look to the queen as that person during hardships. Yes. That, that is, is the ultimate public service. Mm-hmm. They really, the monarchy is in their flop era. They and are. this is not going to help matters. Like to do it, to have a portrait made and use taxpayer dollars. Eight million pounds. Sir, just pay your own fucking money. Use your own money. Right? You have what? tons of money. Wouldn't it be fantastic? People don't want people don't want this. Yes. And again, obviously they drew immediate criticism. They're mm-hmm. anti-monarchy campaigners. A gentleman named Graham Smith, he's from the Republic Group. He called for this scheme to be scrapped. He said this is a shameful waste of money at a time when a majority of local councils are raising taxes and cutting public services. When schools mm-hmm. and hospitals are struggling to spend even one pound on this nonsense would be one pound too much. And here's again the thing. This could have been a moment where oh, King yeah. Charles, and I also wonder, like, I would be curious to know, like, how much control Charles and the monarchy has over this versus, like, these ministers and the government being like, well, this is where we pump money. Like, you know how you always, I don't know if you watch C-SPAN ever. <laughs> Alex, I can't say that, that I do. <laughs> uh, or, like, if you watch on. public forums of your government. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there are times when, Certain, like the Minister of Health, the Minister of Labor, the Minister of Transportation, mm-hmm. they will accuse one another of trying to like push money in one direction because they don't want like another, you know, group to get X amount of dollars or it doesn't push an overall agenda of like their ministry 
for them to get that money. And if they get this money this year, then there's an argument for next year and so on. Mm -hmm. So like, I also wonder where it's like, we're, we're yelling at Charles and I want to know in the separation of church and state, like if he were to say to the ministers, like, I think it'd be really great if we use this moment, like we've got Kate out here hustling mm-hmm. for a ton of like children's organizations. My new queen consort, Camilla, is out here like trying to rehash her public image and want people to accept her as the queen. Mm-hmm. And like, can we direct dollars toward funding some of these organizations, yep. even through the government? But I wonder if it's like, because that's not through the monarchy and it's through like the ministries, mm-hmm. they won't do that. But it's such a shame because it could be so great for like both parties, you know? First of all, no one in 2023 needs a fucking portrait made. Right. And if you're going to do, do a AI, portrait, do AI, do AI, <laughs> literally do AI. Like, listen, like I remember like when Michelle Obama and uh, Barack's portraits were unveiled, they were like really beautiful and like mm-hmm. very different and like. I just remember being in like awe of them. Yeah. This is like, this is like a flop. Mm-hmm. This is like old school. He's, you know, just standing, standing there, there posing for a portrait. It's just kind of lame. I feel like if they wanted to do a portrait, I feel like something really cool of what they could have done is maybe like do smaller portraits sh- highlighting like people who, um, are figures in their communities that are like helping yes. small organizations, like something that like will bring awareness, not, not to you, Charles. I know this is just disappointing. I'm just disappointed in him, but I don't think he, this is the thing. Just, like, I went along with it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to make a point. And I'm not making it. Well, I don't know how much control he had over this other than agreeing to provide a photo or pose mm-hmm. for this po- portrait. Because it's like very much dollars, taxpayers' dollars in the government's control. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, um, you know, this advocating is like where their Charles. separation of like prime minister versus king duties merge. Yes. Is that what you're but saying? But I think okay. to our point, Charles could say, politely decline and say, you know what? The way, like the state of, you know, our country right now, I think these dollars would be, you know, better directed where they are needed. Mm-hmm. Than for me to have a portrait. And I'm actually going to, if I want a portrait that badly, I have so much fucking money. I'm going to go mm-hmm. get one myself. Yeah. And pay like a local artist, maybe from like an underrepresented. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the story behind the artist designing right. your portrait? And what does it represent? Like, they're just so short sighted. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. It's no. not looking good. It's, it's not just looking like, good. And especially with the backdrop of this all being the coronation, too, and, like, the mm-hmm. hoopla surrounding that. Um, like, Joe Biden isn't attending. Right. That's not a great look. That's not a good look. Yeah. It's like America, literally, and, like, all of our celebrities and, like, artists are like, no, mm. we're not fucking with them anymore. No, no, not even a little bit. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm still very excited. <laughs> about it but i'm still very excited i'm so curious what it's gonna be it's gonna be lionel richie (laughs) it's gonna be lionel richie and so graham smith from the republic group called for the scheme to be scrapped this is a shameful waste of money he said Mm -hmm. at a time when the majority of local councils are raising taxes and cutting public services when schools and hospitals are struggling to spend even one pound on this nonsense would be one pound too much the government has lost the plot the government has lost the plot. It is not I mean, plot I feel like summer. that is the same across. Like, that could be applied here. Absolutely. The, uh, the world has lost its fucking plot. I d- and again, it's like, I don't know what these governments are thinking. And I think that they've just gotten so insular with their greed and power and control that, like, mm-hmm. they're supposed to all be public servants, quote unquote. And, like, you're not thinking about the public at all. Zero. It's wild. It's wild. It's and we all just shame. have to go along with it. And so you know what, Megan? Maybe you should go into politics. Yeah, Megan, actually, you know what, girl? Get we, we need you, girl. <laughs> we need you. I mean, could you imagine? I actually could. And I think she has a genuine care and concern for advocacy. And like, mm-hmm. whether, it, yes, it's to her advantage or not, like, I think she would be such a good representative of the public, the people, Whatever organizations like she's, you know, trying to advocate for. 
And again, I will end on this note, and I say it all the time. Their biggest mistake was letting them go. Mm-hmm. She also grew up in with in such a different way than everybody else. Like, oh, she no. didn't grow up with a silver spoon in her mouth. Like, so she just has a very more realistic, grounded outlook on, like, life and reality. Yes. And, like, even Kate doesn't have that. Kate comes from a very privileged place. And that's, know. you know, there's nothing she can really do about that. She can't help it. But, like, I just, like you said, it. they really fumbled the bag. They fumbled they, the bag. they lost Megan. And maybe, you know, their loss is America's political system's gain. Let's see. Wow. <laughs> it really could be. Oh, man. Okay, let's wrap up Tea and Crumpets by discussing Prince mm-hmm. Harry making a surprise visit. But it's not, you know, as exciting as it sounds. He oh. made a surprise outing in London for a court hearing. So. <laughs> Thrilling. <laughs> Joyous. He was in London last week to attend court for his ongoing case against Associated Newspapers. They are the publishers of uh, publications, including the Daily Mail. He was joined by other high-profile figures, including Sir Elton John. So again, love seeing Prince Harry, Sir Elton John teaming up. He's like, no way, no thanks. I'm going to be at that coronation, but Mm -hmm. cool. But I think what is interesting is this. It was rumored that he was staying at Frogmore Cottage during his time. And at first, like, sight, I was like, oh, amazing, like, an olive branch was extended. <laughs> this is so great. Like, maybe yeah. they will be at the coronation and things will be good. But then I kept reading. And it turns out that he stayed there because they wanted him to pack up his and Megan's remaining pack up their shit. <laughs> yeah. And get out. <laughs> I feel like, well, isn't um, Prince, Prince Andrew. Andrew moving in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Harry's, maybe he's got to move his stuff to the big house. Yeah. To Buckingham. Yeah. To his apartment. Yeah, Yeah, to the flat. (laughs) So he was there to pack things up. They actually didn't talk a lot. Like, I don't know in the UK. I don't know how it works. But, like, I don't know if you can, like, watch the court hearings in the way, like, we just watched Gwyneth. Mm -hmm. So I don't. we don't have much about what actually happened in the trial. But he was there. Elton John was there. He stayed at Frogmore. And then what was also sad was that his time – overlapped with King Charles and Camilla being in Germany for Mm -hmm. a royal visit. So I don't know if he even saw any of his family. I doubt he saw anybody. I bet you his plane landed and then he got the fuck out. Like the minute it was over. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think he saw William, Kate, the children. That's so sad. It's very sad. It's devastating. I think as more time passes. I know. I'm just like, this makes me really upset and uh you know i want them i just i don't see a world where they reconcile but at least not wills and kate and harry and megan yeah i think that one's gonna take some time but Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens lex are you ready to make it rain of course Let's get into this week's Woo Woo Girl special rant. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> we've been waiting for this moment. Our because Woo Girls. It is astrology out. time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking zodiacs. Okay. I have a really funny story to tell you. Please. I so love your I, stories. <laughs> I love astrology. Like, I think it's so fun. Like, I just think it's so interesting. I love to, like know what people are, like what's their sun sign. Like I just find it really fun. Okay. Yeah. So my boyfriend thinks I'm like insane. Cause like of course Does he like, not the believe in astrology. Dating, listen, I don't know what he believes and frankly I don't care. Okay? okay. Fair. But the moment we started dating, I was like, what time are you were born and like where? And he was like, Jesus, like <laughs> here why? we go. Here we go. <laughs> he was like, buggle up. <laughs> so we're talking about astrology. We're with my dad. This was like two months ago. And Danny like looks at my dad and he's like, oh, like, she's do you believe it. in all this like crazy stuff? Like she's into like looking at my dad. My dad looks him dead in the face and goes, yeah, I do. I have an astrologer. <laughs> and I was like, thank you, dad. And I was like, Danny, you're on a fucking island all by yourself because my dad has an astrologer. He also the moment I was born called the astrologer, his astrologer, Jerry. And I have like a birth chart reading like the from the moment i was like born oh like, i have it on tape my god that is yeah. so special the woo-woos the are woo-woos, yeah in the fam 
I yeah. literally, so like a friend of mine wrote this book, Baby's First Astrology. <laughs> Wait, I love that. And it is the book that I give to all of my friends for their baby showers, like as a part of their gift. And I'm like, we got to start them young. They need I'm to understand. Obsessed. And it is the cutest book, but I am 1000% loving that your dad has an astrologer. It was just so funny because Danny was genuinely like, oh, like, can you believe like For she's sure, into this? And my yeah. dad was like, actually, I can. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad's like, like I'm a Capricorn with a uh, Scorpio moon. Um, what are your big three? I am a Virgo sun, Aries moon, Libra rising. Shut up. Yeah. I've got a, a big blend. And you know what? It like makes when I read about them, like my big three and what they all mean. And like you I, having an Aries moon, right? Makes sense. Makes so much sense. Don't you think? Yeah. And then I have Virgo. Like you wouldn't like necessarily see me as like, I think in some capacity you'd see me as a Virgo and like I'm very like detail oriented and organized and blah, blah, blah. But mm -hmm. in certain other aspects, like I have a lot of like Leo qualities. Like I am like quite outgoing and stuff. And I have a lot of Leo in my chart. Oh, you which do. Is interesting. Yeah. Like Leo and Mercury, Venus, like Leo and Venus or whatever. Like wow. it's, it's like a lot of Leo in my chart, which That's makes sense. Yeah. What are your That's big really three? fun. I'm a Scorpio sun. Mm -hmm. I'm a Sagittarius moon, a Sagittarius rising, Ooh. Sagittarius Venus. Whoa. I have so much Sag in me, and it shows. Like, I am not detail-oriented. <laughs> I, you know, I, I definitely have, like, some Scorpio in me for sure. Um, oh, yes, you do. But but definitely, I, I have a lot of Sag, like a lot. I, I identify actually more with a Sagittarius than I do with a Scorpio. And wow. I like to think, so both of my grandmas um, were Sagittarius women. Mm -hmm. And my parents like have always said like, you have so much of them in you. And I always think like, they're my moon and my rising. Yes. Yeah. Oh my like, God. I always think about that. I um, love that sentiment so much. <laughs> I'm like PMSing. I'm going to cry. Yeah. We're like going to start crying. It's going to be maybe a therapy podcast. Who knows? <laughs> but I love learning people's zodiacs. I I find it so interesting. Same. Me too. And so I want to get into the royal family zodiacs. Let's do it. Okay. Let's start with Queenie with Elizabeth. May yeah, she rest. Top dog. She is a Taurus. Mm -hmm. Love a Taurus. You, I you love a Taurus me. woman. You take the queen. I know you love her so much. This yeah. one is yours. So Queen Elizabeth is a Taurus. She was born on April 21st. And Taurus are considered, quote unquote, the anchors of the Zodiac. Like they're the, they're really grounded. They kind of like hold it all down, which makes sense. Their traits are like being incredibly loyal, intelligent, and dependable, which, hello. Like yes. that is the queen. The queen. And they also like very much like, like their things. Materialistic. Yes. And when I was reading this, I was like, this makes so much sense mm -hmm. how like she's just like so content to like be with her corgis or go to the country. And like mm -hmm. she was so like Prince Philip, like, no, like we're together. Too bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And this is your life now. Like when they want and like something and get like attached to something, they're just like, that's just what I want. A lot of Tauruses that I know, my mom is a Taurus with a Scorpio moon and Scorpio rising. So like literally pray for me, everybody. Mm -hmm. Her love language is gifts. So she's and like I I think like that always gets like kind of a bad rep. Like I don't yeah. think it's supposed to be like, you know, like you're a materialistic like asshole. But she likes her things. But also she's um a lot of the Tauruses that I know have like addictive personalities. Oh, OK. Like when they start doing something like they they really get into it and like that's oh, what yes. I think about her with like her horseback riding and her horses like she kind of just like dove all in like I have a friend who's a Taurus and she like started rock climbing and like all over her Instagram is like rock climbing like yes. she's full speed ahead going rock climbing and that's just I get queenie vibes you know a thousand percent and as you're saying that I'm thinking about like my Taurus friends and you're mm -hmm. exactly right like Mm -hmm. it's like they like almost become obsessive with certain mm -hmm. things and they like cannot let it go. And I think that is who our queen was, right? Like mm -hmm. she had her things and she loved them. And one of them was Prince Philly, Prince Philip. 
Oh, yeah. Who, this surprised me. Yeah. Prince Philip, Gemini. Shock of the century. Shock of the century. Mm-hmm. So, like, you are a natural-born leader, which is very interesting. You know, it says we would rather guide rather than dominate, which I do understand and get. But, like, the Gemini and, like, the dual personalities and the way that they seek, like, validation and attention. And mm-hmm. it's, like, they can almost, like, flip very quickly. Very. They have the like, twin signs. Yes. Um, I wonder, you know, even in, like, watching The Crown – and seeing, you know, his relationships and his desire for relationships mm-hmm. and companionship outside of the queen and then knowing the queen is a Taurus and like Taurus are like, let's stay home together and like sit on the couch and like only be us and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like that dynamic is very fascinating to me because I would not put Taurus and Gemini's together. No, I wouldn't either. And so it's just Gemini's are hard for me. Because Mm -hmm. I am a Scorpio and like that's just Gemini's and Aquarius is Aquarii, Aquariuses um, are they're tough for me because they're they're kind. I don't want to say they're flighty, but they like they are. They are not in a (laughs) rude way, not in a rude way. No, they just are more go with the flow and like, you know, like like, ride. I'm just like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, Mm -hmm. I am so not that. But mm-hmm. I find it interesting that his moon, I believe, is in Leo. I love yeah. that you know this. Yeah. His moon is – I'm such a loser. His <laughs> moon is in Leo, and his rising is in Capricorn. Mm. But he That has makes a, sense to me, actually. Right. Why does that make sense to you? Because Capricorns are, like, really diligent and disciplined, and, like, mm-hmm. again, they want – like, just the way that he, in a similar vein to the queen, I guess, like, he always was, like, very proper, very formal, did his job well, like, you know? And I just mm-hmm. think that that is a dis- – like, there's a discipline to a Capricorn where it's, like, they are motivated and it, like, makes them feel good about themselves to be, like, so perfect. Like, people always say that about Virgos, but it yes. is actually, like, more Capricorns that are, like, diligent and disciplined like that. Yeah. I totally see what you mean. Like, I agree. And then him having Leo in there, too. It's like that. He yes. it rounds him out to me a little I bit more than like just saying he's a Gemini. Big three. Yeah. I know. And this is the thing, people. If you're not astrologically sound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should probably go over that. Sound mind and body. Like, mm-hmm. so you have your zodiac sign, like your quote unquote sun sign. That's like the day and time you were or the day you were born, like where you fall into that remit month over month. Mm-hmm. There's the 12 signs of the zodiac. But then you have your moon sign, which is your moon. Your like is your inner self. Yeah. Like and your rising is your outer self. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And your sun is just kind of the thing that guides you and grounds you it's like who you are like at your core in both inner you and your outer self which is interesting that my inner self and outer self is the same (laughs) it's the exact same but that's nice you probably feel like very grounded in yourself and who you are whereas with me i'm like high and low like aries and libra are like extremely different yeah they're very very different very also noticing nobody here is a libra let's like quickly talk about this compatibility that you wrote between Taurus and mm-hmm. Gemini, because a Taurus woman, unlike a Gemini man, who will take mm-hmm. a lot of time to decide because of his confusing twin nature, a Taurus woman, once she has fallen in love with the Gemini man, she will do any and everything to keep up the relationship and try her best to get things working out for each other. That slaps. No, that like mic drop. That's literally yeah. them. I know. It's she, the moment she met him, she was like 13 years old and she was like, that's him. That's the man for me. I'm going to make this fucking happen. I love it. And he was like, I don't think so, girl. (laughs) And she's like, I do. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, we all saw how that ended and they were together for a million years and Mm -hmm. they were just at each other's side, you know? Taurus women typically do get what they want when it comes to relationships. I don't know how they do it, but they really do. Mm -hmm. Let's get into Charles and Camille's here. Oh, yeah. Um, you you talk about King Charles as a Scorpio, mm-hmm. Scorpio to Scorpio. Yeah. How are we feeling about this? Nothing has ever made more sense to me <laughs> that this man is a Scorpio. Okay. First of all, 
one of the biggest traits of being a Scorpio is you're very secretive and you don't and you're not secretive in a way where you're like lying because that's like the opposite of what a Scorpio does is lie. Mm -hmm. You just kind of like keep things to yourself. And like if someone asks you a question, like you'll answer it. But like you're never really one to like give a lot of information out on your own. Except for me, because I don't ever shut the fuck up. But that's where your the rest of your chart comes into play. You know? Totally. That's where my Sagittarius comes out, you know? But with Charles, he's obviously very sexual, as we oh, know. Yeah. Which Scorpios like are v- Yeah, like he's sexual. ready to fuck yeah. at all times. <laughs> um, but he's incredibly loyal. And I also find this interesting, and I wanted to make it, that's why I made a note of it on the outline, is that Scorpios are considered to be very creative because mm-hmm. they're very emotional. And I find him to be a creative guy. Like, I think that's why he had such, like, a disconnect, maybe, with, with Diana his, or with well, his like, kids? with his parents and, like, oh. Andrew. And, like, he was this artsy mind and, like, a king's, and yes. a future king's body. And, like, how does that work? And I think you're so right in the sense of like he wanted to pursue passions, and mm-hmm. that He's is passion such driven. a Scorpio characteristic. Is mm-hmm. like they are very driven by passion, and like you said, I think that secretive could also be like in in a word like turned into like calculated. You know, like they they love being calculated both in the way of like wanting to like they love like the chase in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And if, like, somebody has, like, wronged them, the way that they, like, go about seeking revenge can also be very calculated. Yeah, it's manipulative and yes. calculated for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I do see that in him, and uh, I find it fascinating. I do, too. I, I just find it really kind of iconic that there's going to be a Scorpio king of hey, England. I know. But what I what makes this even more interesting to me Mm-hmm. Is that Camilla and Diana are both cancers? I know. I, I know. find that to be so wild. When I was doing my little googling, I couldn't even believe it. Like I honestly was shocked because it's you know because they're just very they come across very different. But Scorpios and Cancers have like very good relationships normally. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of my friends are Cancers. I immediately connect with a cancer you know oh i know because we're both emotional creepy weirdos and i think what works with scorpio and cancer is like cancer so you've outlined it here with camilla it's like Mm -hmm. they have this hard shell but once you break through the shell it's like they will never leave you no you know and like they are loyal almost to a fault sometimes and they are like emotional and needy and i'm saying needy but not as like a negative thing like they very much are like once they are attached to you and get their little crab claws in you, like mm-hmm. they are never letting you go. And the Scorpio and the Cancer do the claws again. Have you gotten yeah. there in friends? <laughs> well, so I'm looking at Charles's full chart. Okay. Uh-huh. So he's a Scorpio sun, a Taurus moon, and he is a Leo rising. Makes sense. Then I look at Diana's chart and she's a cancer sun, but this is where things, this is where I think that there was a disconnect and you all will say I'm fucking crazy, but her moon is in Aquarius mm. and her rising is a Sagittarius. So that is like way too like flowy, f- yeah. flowy, like airy. She's too fluid for She's too Charles. fluid for him. Yeah. She just is. And he's a Leo. He has a Leo rising. So that means that he kind of like wants to be the star of the show a little bit. Yes. Yeah. And Camilla, I think, is probably more comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, I think the thing with Scorpio and Cancer and what might be at play with Camilla and Charles is like, once they latch on to each other, like, I think that the Scorpio actually feeds off of like the neediness of a Cancer because it's like them being validated mm-hmm. in like being wanted. And again, yeah. they're passionate people and they want to feel wanted. And then the Cancer is like, you know, once they get attached, they're like needy and they're emotional and it's like it actually works. Yeah. And then I, I agree. And then Camilla's is she's a sun cancer, a moon cancer, and I can't f- seem to find what her rising is. Um, But it, I mean, like that to me makes cancers. more sense. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cancer in this family. There is. Oh, she's a ri- she's you're going to die. She's a, a Leo rising. Oh, so her and Charles, it's like a match made in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. That's a lot. That just like made it all, that just made sense. This all makes sense. And Diana's chart makes sense with why things might have, why there might have been an initial attraction for her and Charles, things went south. Because it's like mm-hmm. the way that he wants to be, you know, the leader with the Leo in his chart or the center of attention and probably wants to like have his, like his wants and needs and desires met primarily like Diana, first of all, was like, I'm naturally the center of attention. Yeah. But secondary is just like, she probably didn't want as rigid of a life as he has or wanted for himself. She was way too airy. Yes. Way too airy for him. Um, Okay, so next we get into another cancer of the family. Um, Not like that. He's not a cancer of the family. Um, He's he's a cancer. cancer. (laughs) William is a cancer, okay? Prince William is a cancer, so you know we just described them to you. Emotional, highly intuitive. They have a hard shell, which to me, for him, made a lot of sense, too. Like, he's he's kind of, like, got this stoic attitude, but this maybe very soft center and then whereas Kate is a Capricorn. So Capricorns are extremely disciplined, hardworking, um, and they want a partner who is ambitious just like them. Yes. So mm-hmm. like understanding Kate is a Capricorn makes so much sense for me in the sense of like her like her like tenacity mm-hmm. in enduring all of the shit during like the weighty Katie era, era and like coming out on top yeah. as Princess Catherine, right? Like oh, to me, yeah. that is just like, she had to tap into her Capricorn core to mm-hmm. survive and endure all of that because there is that sort of like discipline, that ambition, that laser focus on your goals and like motivators mm-hmm. that I just feel resonate with her journey and her story and ultimately the fact that she's a Capricorn. So she's a Capricorn sun, but she's also a Cancer moon. And I find this to be fascinating, too, is why they do seem to maybe have a really good, solid foundation is that he's a Cancer sun, but he's also a Cancer moon. Oh. And he's a sad rising. Yeah. So they definitely have, like, their inner worlds connect, you know? We sound so fucking insane. No, but it's true. And it's, like, these, like, their relationship, I know it's not the same, but it's, like, kind of the same, like... And again, I think this is a very big Capricorn quality is like they want that partner who is like, we are ambitious partners. And it's almost like that, like Barack and Michelle Obama attitude of like, we are partners united front. Like Wills and Kate do have that quality. They're a team. Yes. Yeah. And it's like they're like, we're doing this. This is it. And like, we go forward. I completely agree. And I mean, it does say here, like cancer man, Capricorn woman, ideal couple. They're Ideal extremely couple. compatible. Can you imagine listening right now when like you're a cancer man and you're dating a Capricorn woman or something or, Cap- you know what I mean? Like, I know. You like, must be living. Proud of you. Happy yeah. for you. Because there is nothing worse than doing your compatibility with someone that you're dating and sad faces. Yeah. Michelle Obama is also a Capricorn. Let me just point that out. Oh. So interesting making those parallels. That is interesting. Yeah. They have an intense and deep sense of longing and love for each other. She keeps in mind the intricate details of life. They are both faithful Mm -hmm. and dedicated. (laughs) Well, we'll see. We'll see. He had a Moving on. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Moving on to Harry, who's a Virgo. So do you can take this because you're a Virgo. I mean, I... Go for it. Did not believe this. I don't know what... I actually thought Harry would make more sense as a Cancer, but... I can also see him being a Virgo because I think that there are alignments with Virgo and Cancer in more ways than people recognize. I think that Mm -hmm. the difference is Cancers are more um, overtly emotional and known for being more vulnerable and emotional. And Virgos are those things and want to be those things. But we have like an apprehension and a fear of showing those cards. So Mm -hmm. we don't necessarily lead with those qualities. And that's where I could see Harry very much being a Virgo. And where Harry screamed Virgo to me was when he fell in love with Meghan. The British press came out with all of this terrible news, and it had never been done before, never released. He issued a royal stamped letterhead statement being like, leave my girl alone. Mm -hmm. Keep my wife's name, girlfriend's name at the time, out your goddamn mouth. Yeah. And that is the most Virgo protector 
I'm going above and beyond like quality that I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I see it. I see it too. Like at first I agree. I think of Virgos in such like a, a weird way. Like I immediately just think of them being like very anal about stuff, like very yeah. like at first glance, we're the most boring sign. Like, do you tell we're actually like one of the best signs? <laughs> yeah, but I always get along with Virgos. Virgos yes. and me, like, we just like we vibe. Yes. So Harry's a he's a Virgo son, but he's also a Taurus moon, which kind Checks of would make out. sense why him and you know Grandmama like they get along. Yeah. They got along so well. And then for Megan, she's a Leo son, but she's also a Libra moon, and her rising is in Cancer. And like Libras are like Kim Kardashian is a Libra. Like yeah. Libras are known also for like when they fall in love, like they're like in love, Hard. like googly eyed, love, love. And mm-hmm. that is my problem. I have like conflict <laughs> between Virgo and Libra because I'm like Virgo. It's like so hard for us. Like we are highly critical and yeah. we have really high standards, and that is a Virgo thing. But like once you like fall for somebody, you're very loyal. Um, but I also think with like my Libra rising, it's like once I fall for somebody, I am like, Google whatever eyes. you want, I'm in love with you. Like I'm Your obsessed heart with eye you. Emojis. Yeah. Yes. Live on yeah. my couch. Like I like, want to yeah, take like care of you. Yeah, like you start planning like ahead. You're yes. like, okay, yes. this is like our wedding. And we're like caretakers. It's like, I just mm-hmm. want to like take care of you forever and make you happy. Yeah. But it makes sense to me also with Harry and Megan, like with Megan being like a Leo, being a natural leader, very outgoing, center of attention, like. Virgos also have an extremely playful, light side. Mm-hmm. And I could see like Harry being so in awe and like giddy over Megan and who mm-hmm. she is. Because like yeah. just being like so like excited that like she chose him, you know? Yeah, like he is just enamored with her. And we obviously know that, but looking at their charts and seeing like taking a deeper dive into that, like there is that side where he's just like completely just finds her to be so fascinating, like so crazy, like because he just he isn't like that. And so I did the compatibility between a Leo and a Virgo and Leos. They are like brave, courageous, fierceful and spontaneous. And um, Virgos are earth signs. They're not Mm -hmm. fire signs. So he's much more sensible, reliable and down to earth, which like that is them in a nutshell to a nutshell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's great and they really complement each other wonderfully. And I know a lot of people think like Leos and Virgos aren't like the best compatible romantic connection in the Zodiac sign. But I actually like beg to differ. Like I dated a Leo for seven years and like we were great together in the sense that like the, you know, they bring out that spontaneity and that looser, softer side in a Virgo. And like a Virgo brings out that sort of like loyalty, enamored, Mm. like, lifting up that Leo sign. So I feel like it works really well. Yeah, it works really well. And, you know, I do want to like stress the importance of like moons and risings because on paper, my boyfriend and I are doomed to hell. He's a Leo and I'm a Scorpio and that normally doesn't in romantic relationships and sometimes in friendships, honestly, it it's not working because it just doesn't. Um, but our rising and our moons are compatible. So it's okay. it's interesting. But anyway. It's a delicate balance. Have you ever looked up your bond on the pattern app? No, but I did co-star. Okay. And? It was tough. You should try the pattern it was really tough. and run the yeah. bond with Danny and see what Yeah, happens. I'm going to do that. I'll check back in next week Great. Um, with an update. This was so incredible. I know. Also, I'm just like smiling. making it rain on something positive. Yes, like we were like, wow, these couples all make sense. Like, I love it. Yeah, I love well it. Done. And if you're a woo-woo girl, stick around. You should feel very seen. Yes, thank you for being on this journey with us. Yeah, and let us know your big three. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It's time for our favorite game of mail or fail. One of these is a real headline from the Daily Mail or a similar publication, and the other has been completely made up by our producers. So will we spot the mail or will we fail? I don't know because I'm looking at these options and I'm like, they could both be true. But so option number one is where is Archie's profile? Was the missing royal profile an early April Fool's joke or a back end mishap? Option number two, game of moans. Prince Harry and Meghan set to launch a new video game ahead of King Courtney ahead of the king's coronation um 
I, I mean, feel like it's number one. See, I feel like number two is so outrageous that it has to be number two. Right. But like, okay. what video game are they launching? I, I really, oh my God. Print, you were right. Game oh. of Thrones. Prince Harry and Meghan set to launch a new video game ahead of the King's coronation. This graphic Harry and is Meghan, insane. Harry and Meghan are set to pile more misery on the royal family by launching their own video game ahead of the King's coronation. Gamers can choose to either play the Duke of Sussex or Meghan, and they're escaping Buckingham Palace and traveling the world by Rolls Royce, private plane, and even jet ski as they try to reach California. I'm obsessed. Okay, it's okay. called The Megxit Call of Dookie. Okay, this was posted on April 1st. This has to be an April Fool's oh my joke. Oh, this has by to the be a joke. I got so There is excited. no world where this... Look at King Charles versus Meghan in that top corner. This Wade has to Meghan's be... Meghan's fighting a guard. Okay, this is an April Fool's joke. I was so excited. <laughs> I'm the most gullible idiot. Oh, my God. This is Project dubbed Dookie. Crown Theft Auto. <laughs> Wait, I kind of want this to be a game. Remember when Kim Kardashian had a video game? Of course. I think it still exists, no? I think so, yeah. Sometimes she like posts like new outfits in the yeah, Kimoji. Like, no one's playing this. Kim, I don't know stop. Is. This is wild. Wait, I'm obsessed. You guys, we are going to post these images. We have to. Um, When this episode goes up because you have to see Prince Harry on a jet ski. Um, I'm very turned on. I am obsessed. Also, Megan is fighting one of the king's guard or one of the queen's guards. Oh, oh my god. My god. This yes, to okay, Sarah. April Fools, did you fall for our hilarious gag story? Uh, sure did. Again, they just sure cannot help themselves. They cannot help themselves. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, anyway, we were gagged. To finish up, let's name our spotted dick for the episode. Who has been a real steamed pudding this week? You know what? I'm going with mine, and I hope you are aligned in some capacity, but mm -hmm. I'm going with Oliver Dowden, the cabinet office minister, who greenlit this eight million pound portrait, and then dumbass went on record to be like, this is what the public needs right now. Mm -hmm. No, Oliver, shut up. No. No, this is literally not what the public needs. Obviously, he's on my spot of dick list of the week, but also I'm putting the sun mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as a spot of dick because that little April Fool's joke is not funny. I thought that was for real, and <laughs> I'm furious, and I demand and a PS5 game of Megan and Harry got to make their way to California. I mean, I think... And let me get my gamer cap on. I got to stop. I always try to go to the fact of, like, how can I make a video game about... Like, we got to stop. Yeah. Are you I will think about this. I am not um, myself, but I do like watching other people play video games. It's I don't fascinating. like touching the little things, but I like sitting there and watching people like solve a puzzle in a sim, oh. you know? Yeah. I was a Sims girly. Oh, okay. I like I was Tetris. A big Sims girly. Lex. <laughs> my gosh. That, that no. game is a literal puzzle. Okay. That, yeah. It's not for me. I was like trying to like. No, I was like setting the kitchens on fire in Sims um, while you were playing Tetris. That sums up our personalities perfectly. And our zodiac signs. <laughs> yeah, that's it for this week's episode of Crown Jewels. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Thursday, so be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss our next episode. Tell all of your royally obsessed friends and be sure to follow me at Lex Nico. And I am at Bravo Historian. And until next time, may God save the bitch. Betches.